0: But I want to bring in a friend from the 916 who is the Dickie V of NBA analysts. It is Bill Horenda. Bill, thanks for coming back on Clippers Talk. How are you?
1: Adam, my pleasure. That's how, that's high how praise. I'm going to try to live up to it.
0: Oh, it's that time of the year, you know. <laughs> Bill, uh, absolutely. what did you think of this performance by the Clippers coming off of the disaster in New Orleans last night? And the post-game comments from Kawhi Leonard talking about being overly concerned With a loss like that, because it talked about or it spoke to their lack of uh, consistency so far this season, does this give you more hope that this Clippers team is different, is built different than they have been going back to last year?
1: Yes, and it starts at the top, Adam. I mean, Lawrence Frank has talked about the way the Clippers lost last season, that you cannot sweep under the rug. Shared adversity, you got to own it. And I think those are very very healthy signs. And what's even healthier is not what you're saying, what you're doing on the floor. You hold Dallas to under 100. You hold them scoreless over the final three minutes. They only go to the free throw line five times. This is a team that averages in the low 20s getting to the free throw line. So what did they do? They defended without fouling. It was a great bounce back. And guys step up like Morris, senior of course, and Batum accepting their roles, and they produce, and you do do it without Ibaka and Pat Beverly. Great bounce back game for the Clippers tonight.
0: We just heard from T. Lou post game talk about. How He's going to keep the starting lineup with Marcus Morris inserted there. They put him back there tonight. He didn't start off there to begin the season because he was out, he was injured, and Nicholas Batum played so darn well, there was nothing you could do about that. But Marcus seemed to help spark this team. Do you like him in that spot going back to that starting role?
1: I really do. If you look at the numbers, Adam, the Clippers have really struggled if they're not leading at halftime. So this is the uh, typical argument, five best versus best five. Now, he tonight was terrific along with Zubats, right? 13 of 19 combined from the floor. That's 68%, Twenty-nine point seventeen rebounds between the two of them. And Batum, yes, 12 points, four or six, all from downtown, but also seven rebounds. So I do really like this move. And you know what, Adam? Here's something for, for a lens, for perspective. UB Brown. January and February in the NBA are dog days. This is where you're. if you're an underdog, if you're a team with potential, you can make progress. Emerging teams can steal games because top teams are not paying attention. Now you have to hope that the Clippers are paying attention, that they focus, they compete, they dial in. And consistency in this league is progress, as Michael Cage, the Oklahoma City Thunder analyst, has said.
0: He is Bill Harenda. Follow him at Bill, A-T-R-E-N-D-A on Twitter. Bill, let me get your thoughts on this as well, because the Clippers, and we've talked about their weaknesses, but they don't get in the paint a lot. They don't get to the free throw line enough. They only attempted 11 free throws tonight, but they did do a great job, as you mentioned, defending without fouling when it came to Dallas. But to me, when I see Evita Zubas play like that near the rim, he's such a monster and he's such a weapon out there their points in the paint issue could easily be remedied by getting Zubas the ball in good positions inside.
1: Right. And Tyler talked about it pregame, getting to the rim, attacking, getting to the paint, getting to the free throw line, Adam. And you know why he's doing that? Because, listen – you, you listen to Gordy Chiesa, the great assistant coach uh, to the late Jerry Sloan with the Utah Jazz. Frequently in the playoffs, what happens, you have to score through physicality. And what happens is the teams that usually win are the teams that are scoring the most points in the fourth quarter from the free throw line extended and below. So you need that. Where, where are you going when the opposition takes away your first option, your second option, and your three-point game is not there? And you're right, it's at the rim, attacking, and that's something, of course, you want to inculcate into this team. I know they lead the league in three-point field goal percentage. That's terrific, but you're right. To amplify your point, you've got to be tough, you've got to have that physicality, and you have to have balance. We have only had two champions in the past 20 years outside of the top 10 in defensive rating, and in in the last 10 years, Only three teams in the finals with a worse defensive rating than the opposition has won it. So it's about balance, getting to the rim, and protecting the rim.
0: Final one for you here, Bill, because I got a call about this earlier, talking about Paul George. And while he was just 5 of 18, he hit the biggest shot of the game to put it away for the Clippers with 26 seconds left over Luka Doncic. And to me, when you are struggling at times and there's a narrative surrounding him in the playoffs, whether it's fair or not, moments like that to me can be uh, character building, but also confidence builders because he wasn't playing his best and then he stepped up and hit the biggest shot of the game. How do you view PG-13? Because he has struggled as of late since coming back from the uh, foot injury, but that was a big time shot in a big spot for him, I thought, tonight.
1: Absolutely. i the coup de grace uh, for the evening. And listen, I mean, confidence can be fragile, even with 450 of the top players in the world. And not to mention Paul George and all-star, but my perspective is this, that yes, there, there must be lingering effects of this foot injury. And he is a veteran mature enough to recognize that all that talk, that's just noise. You've got to ignore it, play through it, hope that you stay healthy and continue to play your game and focus uh, collectively. So again, Uh, There are things that the Clippers certainly need to work on and continue to focus on, uh, without a doubt, individually and collectively. And you've got to stay humble and stay hungry because this league will do that to you. Clippers right in the middle now, eight of nine on the road. Of course, they had lost four or five coming into this one. This has got to be a turning point after the ignominious loss that they had in December against Dallas. Funny they could turn the page tonight against them. And then, of course, the ignominious loss last night in New Orleans.
0: Yeah, hopefully Paul George can build off that shot and the Clippers can build off this victory tonight. They win by 10 with a final score of 109-99 to in Dallas over Luka Doncic and the Mavericks. He is Bill Horenda. Again, follow him on Twitter at Bill H e r e n d a. Bill, we'll talk soon, my friend. Happy March Madness. Right right back at you. Thanks, Shadow. My pleasure. (laughs) Coming up next, we'll take a quick break here. We'll get to your phone calls to close things out.